The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Tell us about the, the concerns in relation to the rise of COVID because this is the variant BA286. It's reported to be is showing increased transmissibility and it is causing problems within the HSE. Yeah, so there have been two variants that sort of come to our attention the last couple of weeks. One that probably most have heard of is uh, one EG5, also called Eris. Now, that has come to attention because it's become quite a, a dominant uh, variant and that seems to transmit uh, very well, albeit it doesn't seem to cause any more serious illness. But the one that you mentioned, Anton, the BA286, that has received some attention. And the reason is that when these variants arise, they're characterized by having certain number of mutations. This one has quite a lot of mutations, so it's up to 30 different mutations in what we call the spike protein. And that's the protein used by the virus to get into our cells and infect our cells but that's also the protein that we use for the vaccine. So because of these large number of mutations, there's some concern that this may be able to evade some of the immunity that we get from our vaccines. But again, it's still very early days. There's still no sense in terms of this transmits better. It was initially uh, uh, discovered in Israel. It's, it's been picked up in a number of other countries like Denmark, UK, US, but still in relatively small numbers. So probably no need for alarm yet in terms of we don't know if this has increased transmissibility or not. So the, the reason why we're talking about it is because it's got quite a large number of mutations. And usually so the last time we saw a new variant arising with this number of mutations was back at the end of 21 when the Omicron variant first uh, arose and was first identified. And to what extent are we reliant on the vaccines at this point? And to what extent are we reliant on inbuilt immune response from COVID exposure and an element of herd immunity? Not so much herd immunity, but I think the protection we get, Anton, is from two. First of all, in terms of vaccines. And the good news is the vaccines are still standing up very well, certainly in terms of protecting us against serious illness. When you look at the immunity we get from vaccines and indeed prior infection, um, there's two types of immunity. One is antibody mediated that protects us from infection that can wane over time. And that's why we tend to get infected even post vaccination and post infection. But we've got another form of immunity called T cell immunity. And that's the immunity that if you are infected, it clears the virus very efficiently and stops it from moving from the upper respiratory system that gives us those symptoms of coughing and runny nose, but importantly clears the virus before it gets down into a lower respiratory system and prevents serious illness. And the vaccines are still doing a really good job on that. And also prior infection, the immunity we get either from vaccination or prior infection gives us good protection against serious illness. Whatever about the the transmissibility of this variant, what of the level of aggression of it? There's, there's still no evidence, uh, and certainly it, it's early days, uh, Anton, but there's no indication that this is more severe or causes more severe uh, illness. And even in terms of transmissibility, because of these large number of mutations, obviously the virus can't mutate indefinitely. There is a limit because this spike protein, yes, we use it as the vaccine, but it's also the protein that's used by the virus to infect our cells. And there's a limit to how much it can mutate because if it mutates too much, it won't be able to infect our cells. And obviously that virus would not uh, replicate then because it needs to get inside our cells in order to replicate. If we are dependent, as you say, on the the vaccines or if it is still, the protection is being significantly contributed to by the vaccines, what of the appetite for vaccines? Because we are a long way away from queues outside Croke Park and outside other stadiums for people seeking to get vaccinated. Yeah, I think I think those days are gone, Anton. I think you're looking at a situation now where 
vaccination will mostly focus on those at higher risk in terms of serious illness if they get infected. And that would be mainly age. So in terms of older people and in younger people who have underlying uh, conditions. So I think that's where probably the focus would be in terms of going forward. The, the other cohorts and the rest of the population, again, the good news is that the immunity that we get from vaccination and from prior infection, that tends to be long lasting in terms of the immunity that we get that protects us against serious illness. So that's, that's the good news element of this. Paul, thank you very much for coming on this morning. And given that I attempted to make you a professor of biochemistry at Trinity at the start, let me give you the full glory of your proper title. Professor Paul Moyna, head of the Department of Biology and director of the Kathleen Lonsdale Institute for Human Health Research at Maynooth University. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.